Thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 80 Oh, how I faint when I of you do write, knowing a better spirit doth use your name, and in the praise thereof spends all his might, to make me tongue-tied speaking of your fame. But since your worth, wide as the ocean is, the humble as the proudest sail doth bear, my saucy bank inferior far to his, on your broad main doth wilfully appear. Your shallowest help will hold me up afloat, whilst he upon your soundless deep doth ride, or, being wrecked, racked, I am a worthless boat. He, a tall of tall building and of goodly pride, then if he thrive and I be cast away, the worst was this, my love was my decay. That was Sonnet 80, 80, 80 of, of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I am Mark Chasley and I am joined by the quite sleepy looking... Jerry Healers. You, you, yeah, you sounded yeah. a bit sleepy then as well. I just... I need more coffee. I should have had a coffee before we started recording this episode, but there we go. You're just well, you, you you need to tell me these things. Yeah, it's Put fine. your hand up and ask and then I'll <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> exactly. Mr. Chatterley, Mr. Chatterley. <laughs> exactly like that, but maybe less shouting. I don't know what the schools were like where you were from, but in this country, children don't speak unless spoken to. Just just raise my hand and go. Mr. Chatterley. <laughs> don't whisper in the teacher's ear that's not right that's and and in, in religious schools that can set off a chain of events <laughs> <when it's> like ah <sighs> bad jokes um sonnet 80 we're still we're still talking about rival poets yeah yeah we are we're, and, with, and with boats, boats. <laughs> because we we all like a good boat metaphor that's something that seems to be quite restricted to to Shakespeare, or at least from from other poets that I read, not a lot of poets do boat metaphors anymore. It, I mean, this was four hundred years ago, but but yeah, it seems. It's, I suppose it's... there are there are reasons because you know a boat sails atop the ocean, which is deep and and vast and unknown, and so I suppose and and back in that day, sailing would be still quite dangerous and treacherous. Well, they just about discovered America yes. well like a hundred years before that but it was still a, a fairly recent I mean boats were still I was going to say magical but but oh, they, there, the... there, there was a lot of not potential what's the word there were a lot of possibilities yes uh, yeah they didn't know what was around the next corner so to speak yeah, and yeah. people were setting off in all directions to find India and then they're finding other places instead and and trying to discover new trading routes and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I suppose there is no equivalent to that nowadays in terms of, of how wide-reaching that must have been in terms of how exciting. I suppose the nearest we've got nowadays is technology and the, the growth of technology. Yeah, but even that, that doesn't quite... I mean, just because you can download a film in HD in an hour well you or, can or t- t- 10 minutes depending on your connection kind of thing that doesn't really compare to discovering an entirely new continent 
No, and I suppose I wonder if it's it's not kind of age and experience we're going to go through again until we kind of become properly spacefaring if we ever make it that far. Because that yeah, would be quite exciting. Yeah, unless, unless we actually start colonizing another planet, that that's not going to. But then still, we we well we haven't been on Mars. No human has been on Mars, but we we have set, we know that it's there and we know what it's like. We we have very precise data. Yeah, that's true. It, yeah. It's it's still not it's not the kind of we're going to fly up into the sky and then find out there's another planet. Yeah. Uh, yes, we're not going to just head off in a random direction. Yeah, yeah. And hope or go. We've heard rumors that in that direction there is an island. Let's head that way. It's Yeah, I yeah, I suppose we're never going to get another age like that. That kind of unknown exploration. Oh, I mean, unless we go into deep space exploration kind of thing. Yeah, but even then, I mean, we can tell now. There's, they've just discovered on a, a star that's in the solar system that's 22 light years away that there are... Three... Oh, yeah, there are um, three planets in the Goldilocks zone. And... Yeah, so and, and we, we can tell the composition of their atmosphere through, through spectral, spectral analysis. So, I mean, we won't know the shape of the continents and stuff like that on the planet, but it's not exactly we're going to turn up and go, ooh, Oh, we can breathe in this atmosphere. We know that before we set off. Yeah, yeah. Quite interesting. Yeah, it's it's I suppose that makes sense. So so in a sense that whole idea of a ship sailing on the ocean as as a metaphor is is something that that is I suppose kind of lost to us nowadays. It it's about the bravery and the the overcoming of adversity that we we don't really understand. Oh, well, yeah, it's it's I mean it's incredibly dangerous still because they didn't know what they were getting themselves into and then just just the sea in itself is a very dangerous place yeah and then the the fear of the unknown and just yeah interesting i quite i'm quite i'm quite intrigued we've stumbled upon a a, a deep truth of these sonnets i feel today. well that that wouldn't that wouldn't have been a deep truth at Shakespeare's time that would have no. just been obvious Every, everyone would have related to the fact that that sailing somewhere, trying to find India, was full passing. Yeah, yeah. And something you did as a last resort was run off and join the navy, wasn't it? You, know, you go and ran, wander down to the docks and see if a captain will take you on. And young boys loading cannons with the floor painted red so that when there was blood, they didn't pass out. And so all those urban myths that I was taught as a kid. Don't know if they're true. Like like sailors can't swim. Because if you fell overboard, you wanted to drown as quickly as possible rather than sort of fight against the tide for an hour and then die slowly. Because the ships, they wouldn't come back for you. That's really horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it is quite grim. And everyone would get scurvy. Uh, and, mm. But mm. but on the plus side, you could go, go and eat giant tortoise. <laughs> Yeah, which you, yeah, which, I, gu- I guess that's yeah, which were apparently delicious, so delicious in fact that we ate them to extinction. That's Are they actually completely extinct now? I, I th- well, I think the ones from the island that they were trying to bring back to England, they kept going out there and capturing like ten of them, going, "We'll bring them home," and then throughout the journey home it was like who's eaten one of the giant tortoises oh, we've only got nine no one's allowed no, we've only got seven seven everyone's had a bit 
That's all. We've got two. We've got to take two. One. We've got one. One. We just got the shells. We, we give the shells to the queen. <laughs> That's kind of how it went with the giant tortoises. Wow. Apparently, you could stack them. So I, so so I found out on QI. I think you could turn them upside down and just stack them on top of one of the other, and they just sort of wow. wobble in a tower of tortoises upside down. That's that's kind of horrible. Yeah, we're a great species. We are. We we are such a just, uh, just weird. <laughs> so so the, this sonnet is is about a subject that we can't really understand because it's about this this traveling on the sea and the fair youth being the, the fair youth fair youth's worth being as wide as the ocean is. Uh, and the the I guess that the metaphor is kind of the the that Shakespeare is a is a boat on the ocean whereas the rival poet is it, it says or or being racked I'm a worthless boat um he a tour of of a tall building i so the suggestion that Shakespeare kind of swims in the majesty of the fair youth whereas the rival poet just kind of observes from a distance yeah. at, least, at least that's yeah. what I got from this. I don't know if that if if you had a different reading or not no that's that's pretty much what I had from it as well. I wonder if it also kind of I don't know, it doesn't fit what I feel, but is there a suggestion that the fair youth's beauty is so vast that, you know, it's okay that two poets can... They can sail on it in different directions. I don't know if that's... I don't know. Where, where, what line are you seeing that? I don't I It was the... I don't know, the general theme of, of the... But since your worth, wide as the ocean is, the humble as the proudest sail doth bear, my saucy bark, inferior far to his, on your broad main doth willfully appear. That that, on your broad main doth willful, willfully appear. I don't know. Maybe that's me reading a bit too much into it. Hmm. There was a very loud car going past your window. Yeah. I'm not sure it was a car. It might have been a bike, bike or a boat. Could have been a, a boat. boat. Sailing. A boat. It it is raining. Sailing so. on the the rain of your awesomeness. Sail away, sail away, sail away. <laughs> Bit of Enya. Thank you, thank you for for making this break copyright. Yeah. <laughs> I I have been told by. My other half that I'm basically just someone on shuffle, just just constantly churning up random songs, and and some of them in Enya. That's just yeah. awful. I I have pretty much everything. I mean everything from Rick Astley to Hanson to Enya to Cannibal Corpse. You are one of the strangest people I know. Thank you. That, that's 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 okay. I didn't really mean it as a compliment, <laughs> but that's okay. I I will take it as a compliment. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it, it's an interesting sign. It's still rival poet. It's still like he's not as good as me. No, 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 no. I'm better. Yeah, I'm Bill Shakespeare. Yeah, You're yeah. just a poet. And and at this point in in Shakespeare's life, he would have known that he is he's revered as well. So any poet who was 
trying to play with Shakespeare's toys, he'd be like, I can I can outright you any day of the week. I can outright you with, with one of my eyes closed and my legs tied up. I do kind of wonder if there is a sexual connotation in all of this. In in the whole of Sonnet eighty or all of the sonnets? No, just just the whole of Sonnet eighty. But since your worth, white as the ocean is, the humble as the proudest sail doth bear, my saucy bark, inferior to, far to his, on your broad main doth willfully appear. Just, just kind of wondering if the well, the saucy bark would be the proudest sail, standing proud. Standing proud, yeah, yeah. I uh, maybe I I laughed when you first said it. Yeah. You're worth white as the. I mean, just just opening himself up for. Uh... <laughs> You're dirty, but possibly. I'm just. Right. I mean, I didn't, didn't really. Yeah, I I could I could see that. I I'm not I'm not wholly convinced. Your your shallowest help will hold me up afloat. Whilst he upon your soundless deep doth ride. (laughs) Maybe. I I think it might sound that way because there are a lot of things in there that that we use as kind of metaphors for sex. You know, standing proud, um, uh, opening wide, riding. um, And I don't know if they had the same connotations back then in that sense. But then they were dirty buggers back then. So well, he, he wrote us on about masturbation. So <laughs> he did. Okay, I, I'll give you that. I, 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 I as, as the gatekeeper on all Shakespearean sonnets and their interpretations, <laughs> I shall allow you that. I'm not saying it is definite. I'm just just rereading this and going that just it it innuendos. I think you want it to be there. I think you're hot for Shakespeare. He, he of tall building and of goodly pride, then if he thrive and I be cast away, the worst was this, my love was my decay. It does, does... I think you are reading it in a kind of ooh, sexy, saucy kind of way. I can read it in a normal way. He of tall building and of goodly pride, then if he thrive and I be cast away, the worst was this, my love was my decay. It's still... Yeah, maybe. I, I, I mean, I'm, I, the, 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 the whole boat, ocean thing. That's that's like I, I would agree that that would be the main thing. But I just, it just feels like there's the underlying sexual, sexual innuendos and just just connotations. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's go. I'm not. With that. I'm not we... saying it is only about just. Not only about Roger. Yeah, it is not. It's not. Yeah, Roger the cabin boy and it's just... masturbates and and things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But boats and and sex obviously go together so well. I I can see where you're coming from. I'm I'm not sure if I agree because I don't know the history of those words and whether it just appears that way because they're words that we tend to associate or, or words we would use in that sense mm. as well. But I, I, yeah, okay, I'll go with that. I, in that case, I'm going to let you read this incredibly dirty sonnet out. <laughs> I can read it in my sexy voice. No, you're not. <laughs> I, I think I might have to tell your other half how many times you speak to me in your sexy voice. She won't like it. It's, it's fine. She would just sit there and laugh in the corner. <laughs> she probably would. That's the mm. disturbing thing. Just, just egg me on. <laughs> One day I'm going to reciprocate, and you won't like it. <laughs> 
Sonnet 80. Oh, how I faint when I have... Wow, you, you, you got four words into that one. I want to start over. Sonnet 80. Oh, how I faint when I of you do write, knowing a better spirit doth use your name, and in the praise thereof spends all his might to make me tongue-tied speaking of your fame. But since your worth, wide as the ocean is, the humble, as the proudest sail doth bear, my saucy bark, inferior far to his, on your broad main doth willfully appear. Your shallowest help will hold me up afloat, whilst he upon your soundless deep doth ride, or being raked, Raked? How do you pronounce that? Racked, Racked. I would say. Or being racked, I am a worthless boat, he of tall building and of goodly pride. Then if he thrive and I be cast away, the worst was this, my love was my decay. Ooh, saucy, saucy. That was sonnet number 80 of Shakespeare's sonnets and was was part of the rival poet. Um, do we have any more rival poets stuff coming up? I think we do. I think there's about ten of them in total, so that should be good. Um, maybe they will get more sexy or less sexy. We shall see. I have been Mark Chasley, and you can follow me on Twitter um, at Ent. And I've been Terry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we will see you next time for Sonnet 81. Woohoo! Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.